legends like Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, Anthony Irwin. Like this guy here. His name is Fagan. Harrison Fagan. Welcome back to the Lakers Lounge. I'm Anthony Irwin. Usually this is where we would be talk we would be recording an I Love Basketball episode, but seeing as we do not currently love basketball, it doesn't make I hate much sense. Currently. <laughs> it honestly sucks right now. Uh, <laughs> as you just heard, that is Harrison. I am Anthony. This is the uh, Lakers Lounge. Uh, quick reminder, rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. Uh, I, you know, I, I always forget to do it. Harrison just gave me the weirdest look because I never do that stuff. I was like, wait, but, did Anthony just plug the show? Like, I, I, I kind of did. I kind of did. But yeah, please. All that stuff really helps us. So uh, do some of that stuff and and say nice things about Harrison. Like he's just, you know, he he's had a tough season and and between getting yelled at at by Philly and you know just this season in general, just help out Harrison here. Yeah, um, I uh, I you know I've I've went to war with accidentally, completely accidentally, with Sixers fans and Grizzlies fans already this season. Oh, I think yeah. that's it so far this year. The Chris Grizzlies Vernon. fans one was honestly worse. Like they were me uh, Celtics fans. I but that's like not yeah, that's but like that's, once a year. At that's least, a Tuesday. You know? mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I the, I forgot about Chris Vernon. I forgot that like even he shouted out how how terrible a human. You see that Lakers blog. <laughs> All right. So today on the show is is a is a broader conversation. It's a it's a more kind of macro conversation. And it is coming from a place of after that last Phoenix Suns game, I felt myself saying it. I saw Harrison saying it. I saw all kinds of people saying it. You know, like what did what did you expect heading into that game against Phoenix? Right? Like what how did you think that was going to go? Like, and, were you not were you not aware of what the Suns have been doing this year? Because if you weren't, then that's fine. I mean, normally, you know, statistically, the Suns have been pretty bad for quite a long time before the yeah. last two years. So mm -hmm. if you just didn't realize that they had the best record in the West and the Lakers were starting DeAndre Jordan, then maybe, yeah. you know, you would have had different expectations for that game. So we're going to talk about those expectations. Like, that's what we're that's that's the point of today's show is where do our expectations sit right now? And where do they sit kind of moving forward? And how far are those expectations as they sit right now? Uh, how far are those from the expectations that we made of, that we uh, had heading into the season? And, and I also want to say that like, this is our specific expectations. There is no more annoying trend to me than this, this, <laughs> this crutch that I see in sports analysis of like, you have to be disagreeing with somebody in order to make a point. Like you can't just make a point on your own. You have to invent somebody who is telling you that you are wrong before you even make the point that you are being told that you're wrong about. So yeah, just, like for an example of this, of just like making up something so that you can respond to it, look mm -hmm. no further than uh, like, I think it was like the Pat McAfee show or whatever today. And like, you know, <laughs> like where it's like, apparently there are rumors from somewhere that LeBron is going to be true. I have no idea. I, I want to, can reporting. we talk about that? I, I I forgot. That's, that was, I think this is one of the things that you wanted to talk about because you said you blanked. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to, I want to talk about. So did he just like say, I'm fascinated by what went into like, did he, yeah. did Pat McAfee just like see a tweet of someone joking that LeBron was going to like go back to the Cavs and he's like, that's a report. And then I like know Sean's he, actually went and asked Rich Paul about yeah. it. Like, this is what I'm fascinated about is like the human centipedeness of all of it. Yeah. I'm not going to name any names when it comes to like the scammers out there who will invent reports. Right. Uh, and, and we all know those accounts on Twitter. Um, I'm not going to name anybody RA, but, but like, I, you know, I just, I, 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 other than, other than like that, usually you see a tweet like that and, and you see people quote tweeting it. And usually the quote tweets are all like, why are you tweeting this? There's no way this is true, but it, 
still helps the person who is making up yeah. that fake report. So it's like, we could just leave that person anyway. I mean, to be honest, I don't even think, yeah. Like, I don't think that like, I but don't think he did anything wrong. Like this I was just, weird. Yeah. This was cause like it was normally, very weird. normally you see like, you know, one of those accounts firing off like a, a, a source LeBron is getting a little iffy about being in LA and then everybody dunks on the person for, you know, making up a report. And you move on from there, but this, like, you know what? I gotta I'm get. Genuinely, I've like, never thought of this before. Any of this? Yeah, <laughs> yeah no. Like, like so... I gotta give credit. He basically just said, like, I'm hearing that. It's not even just that. Like, he got Shams to ask Rich Paul about it. Like, that's <laughs> the most fascinating part of this. What I so there, there's a couple different ways that I kind of saw this going down. Where either, like, you're talking like, about. What do you think? What was Rich Paul's actual? He's what? <laughs> I also feel like, like, is that from Sean's perspective? Like, are you using up one of your Rich Paul questions on something that Pac McAfee just? Like, hey, Rich, by the way, like, apparently there are reports that LeBron's going to get traded. I don't. So, like, but that's the thing. So, normally you could, normally you see that, that kind of a report come from someone who is making it up, and then you just kind of, and then it builds from there. This was one where McAfee just, like, clearly inventing stuff so that he could go viral and you no, know what? i don't even think that he invented it i think he like saw a tweet somewhere that he thought no like... there's no he's a former athlete like he knows how this goes like he, he like not to say that there were any like pat mcafee trade rumors back in the day when he was punting for the indianapolis colts but like i still have to think that he kind of knows how some of this stuff works see i disagree because i think that a lot of athletes just like don't know who the real reporters are and like who the are like the you know sometimes no whatever. way like, the, like some of the ones like in the nba when they react to stuff that's like not clearly not real or from like a verifiable yeah. source or whatever yeah i don't are, are, you, are you doing like the like like lebron saying wash king like you said <laughs> No, he saw you say that. So, but I'm not a real reporter. Yeah. Um, so, like, so I, look, I, I think there's a couple ways. Like, you're talking about McAfee's producer reaches out to Shams. As a result, Shams asks <laughs> Rich Paul about this report that apparently somebody saw that LeBron might get traded. The, the many Paul... people that are talking about a LeBron James trade <laughs> at the trade deadline. <laughs> so so uh i'm really rich glad that paul, we were able to that's all i'm saying i'm just glad that we were able to clear this up so the lakers can move forward and just we know as fans that they're and as people covering well, the team that they are not going to trade lebron at the trade deadline i was you know i was I really wondering a, like, about this so can can a gm even trade himself like is that how does he decide what's a good like return on himself that yeah. helps the team without anyway so the other the other reading of this that I had because this is the stage of of you know covering LeBron that we have been in is it's so random and it came from so clearly nowhere else that like and nowhere viable that like you're saying it was a false flag. Well, I kind of wonder if like if this was Rich Paul just like making it known like hey he's like hey we're not planning to trade LeBron yet right well like just like it's it's like. It's an answer to a question nobody was asking. It's 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 like, all right, hey, what do you think about the trade rumors about Rich Paul or about LeBron? Rich Paul would have been blindsided by it. I would have loved to seen the reaction if that's actually how that went down. Or, you know, is there is this like Rich Paul and LeBron's way of saying like, hey, if you guys can't make actual improvements here, uh, one option, just saying. We can float it out now. We can start that conversation now. Could be this. <laughs> I can't even respond to this. I don't like. They're not. They're not trading LeBron. I'm sorry. Like I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why we needed clarification. Like I don't know why Shams needed to waste like you know however 10, 20 minutes of his day to like clarify this for. Like I just I feel bad for him honestly. That he had to go like chase this down. Um, did he? Yeah, I I would have I would have loved to. Either I, I appreciate see Rich your Paul's... commitment to the tinfoil hat bit and you doing like a Harrison's hot takes or like conspiracy corner like unironically. But yeah, I don't. Well, it's like it's like it's it's ninety five percent tinfoil hat. What the hell is going on? We it's need to also... bring Ryan Bergara back and like get the whiteboard back out of like the conspiracy <laughs> connections and you know all that. I want. I. It's also it's like the five percent of it that that is not like 90 you know the the 95 that is hey this is me being a jackass and and putting on a tinfoil hat and playing along 
the 5% that is kind of sort of serious here is just because my brain is rotted because of the way that the season has gone. <laughs> like, it, it, it's just my brain is bro- broken. I, I, I don't, I will never get back the 5% of my brain that I lost. So, and the five, the, all of you guys listening, like you guys just lost 5% of your own mental capacity too. I'm sorry. You're just never getting that back. Um, we'll move yeah, on. I mean, I, I devote 5% of it just thinking about hypothetical LeBron trades that I would, you know, and now that, now that's freed up, I don't have to worry about it anymore. Should I hop so. on? I'm going to pull up the, the trade machine. And so while, while you're talking at some point, I'm just going to fire a, a LeBron trade at you. <laughs> I was so not expecting to go on like a 10 minute detour down this route, but yeah, I mean, we were, you know, speaking of scenarios for the Lakers, if they do not trade LeBron, you know, <laughs> you and I were going to kind of do a little bit of an audit of, you know, other things that, you know, so that we don't have to do the whole, many people are saying this yeah. or many people were saying this about the Lakers in the preseason. Yeah. We are going to talk about sort of our own expectations for this team and how they stack up against like how should we talk about this team? How should we evaluate this team both right now while they're dealing with kind of this crazy situation? And then like moving forward, have any of our thoughts on this team change? Because I do think that it's something relevant to talk about, especially considering that it's something that the team is getting annoyed at being asked about. You know, I don't know if you caught the post-game stuff last night, but Russ and LeBron both specifically pointed out like, you guys ask us this every game. If we think that, you know, this group can ever get it together, like play as well as the Suns or these other contenders get up to that level. The reason you keep on asking about it is because y'all aren't getting it together. So there's a simple solution here to those of you, those of you superstars who are frustrated at reporters doing their jobs and asking if or when you're going to get your, your, your shit together. I think it was just more frustration of like, we still don't know. You know, of like, like we keep saying the same thing that we aren't sure and we hope so and like that kind of thing. Like, I think that's more of where it comes from is like, they they don't know. And, you know, honestly, it's hard to blame them for not fully knowing. And you also have to factor in that these are really competitive guys. Of course, they're always going to believe in their heart of hearts that the vision that they had for this team when they put it together this summer is still possible if they can just get, you know, because they've had a lot of built in excuses or adversity or speed bumps on the, along the way to where they mm-hmm. can mentally be like, Hey, once we get past all this, we're still going to be fine. And we're going to figure this out. But yeah. I also think that those of us on the outside, you know, can start to look at some things that are concerning. We got to start with what your expectations were heading into the season. Cause like that has to be the, the, the foundation of this conversation. Yeah. So better than this, um, <laughs> <laughs> What seed are they at right now? Is it currently they're like sixth, right, or something uh, like that, or in the west, or seventh, care. eighth? They're, yeah, they're, I know they're, they're five hundred. They're, they're seventh. They're, okay, they're, they're, so they're they're sixteen spot. and sixteen after mm-hmm. last night. I expected, like, I expe- I didn't expect them to like run out to the best record in the west or anything. Like, I don't think I wrote that anywhere. You know, I thought they were certainly going to be a contender, but I also thought that with this much turnover, with this many old guys, I kind of. You know, I anticipated some more load management than we've seen, but we've kind of gotten that in the form of injuries and injuries. things like that. Like, guys have been out of the lineup more than I expected, but also I probably expected more, you know, health-related stuff with a team this old than I think maybe the most rosy-eyed, you know, people did going into the season. There I go with the straw man again. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, I... Well, it's so not, I it's think- not really a straw man because... Based on my mentions all summer long, if I ever questioned anything at all about the uh, Lakers offseason, there were a lot of people lined up to tell me that I was a moron for thinking that this might not go over. LeBron in his like twice deleted tweets of like, keep talking about our age and my squad. I thought it was super weird that he added me on the second one. It was, (laughs) I thought it was really odd. Yeah. Um, So I thought that this team would probably be like a top four seed at the very least in the West. You know, I I thought that probably we're going to challenge for that three or two spot even. So I was, I I may have been higher on them than consensus, but that's where I was just because I really thought that having, you know, I thought that they were going to make some some different lineup choices than they've made so far. And I thought that offensively, they were going to look a little different than they have so far, where they've been very much stuck in the mud. I thought that it was going to be the opposite. I think they're like ninth in defense and like bottom, you know, five in offense. And I thought it was going to be potentially the opposite of that with the mm-hmm. defense. But they very much skewed their lineups towards trying to find some semblance of a defensive identity with some level of success. And, you know, they played bigger a lot more than I anticipated. And so I, I think I... I'm not saying like if I was coaching this team, they'd be, you know, I have all these answers. And if they had just looked like I envisioned that they would have been this thing, like, obviously I think I was wrong to a degree. And I think that I maybe overrated 
how much of a difference it would make to have Russ as that non-LeBron creator on the floor, especially since they've missed LeBron for like almost not half the season, but close to it at times with various things. And so, you know, I thought that this team would be significantly better than they were, but I was not like, this is going to be a one seed. Everything's going to be rosy. I thought that they would be, you know, above 500, but more kind of in contention for like that top four seeding by the end of it then. And then, you know, activate, try to activate playoff mode. I thought that they, if they, if they were going to be really, really good, I thought it was going to be fairly apparent early on. Now, what hurts there is that, you know, LeBron gets hurt and then, you know, Kendrick Nunn has never been available and Trevor Ariza has just now become available. And again, like I, like I mentioned on the lowdown, the fact that this season apparently hinged on Trevor Ariza, 36 year old Trevor Ariza in and of itself is, is, it's kind of the statement about where our expectations probably should have been compared and, to where they and were. And franchise player Kendrick Nunn, Anthony. Don't forget. Yeah. Oh, you yeah, I forgot. Huge forgot. difference. Good point. Um, So to your point, so the Lakers right now, defensively. All these offensive issues, Lakers would probably be like middle of the pack offensively <laughs> if they just had Kendrick Nunn. I mean, it, it depends. Uh, that was like, a joke. Would, I was not being serious. Well, no, I'm I'm trying to figure <laughs> out like how bad, how, how Vogel could have screwed up lineups even if you have Kendrick Nunn, right? Like, how he could have tried to stick to the defense and screwed up the spacing, even well, if you have... Well, probably would have helped defensively, just comparatively to some of the other options. Oh, I, sure. I'd imagine that Malik would have gotten less run. That's probably yeah. where he would have slotted in, at least initially, Malik and Wayne Ellington. It, it Bradley probably isn't on the roster, and... <laughs> Not so sure about that, Anthony! <laughs> as soon as he was available, Frank's like, get that guy! Yeah, um, it's like, my, well, I... my adopted son! Yeah. It's not just Frank too. Like we we that's one of those ones that I can comfortably say that AD and LeBron were really really happy to see uh Avery Bradley available. Yeah. Like that's that was that was a very very easy one to call. But so all right, defensive rating the Lakers are at ninth. That's fairly surprising. Um and then offensive rating they are down at 27th. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, I thought that it would be sort of flipped from that. I thought that yeah. this was going to be a small ball, AD operating in a little bit of space, Russ attacking as a secondary guy. Like, this was going to be a, like, kind of ridiculous fast break offensive attack with extra shooters on the floor. Mm -hmm. And instead, they have run the clogged toilet offense, but actually managed to, you know, defend at a higher level than, to be honest, I anticipated they would be able to. And then uh, they have the 20th ranked net rating overall which puts them at like what's the average you know, for a contender for a contender <laughs> i'm joking i'm joking all right so i mean like your top five teams you have you know golden state and utah are sitting at 10 plus net ratings you have uh the phoenix suns are at seven and a half uh the cleveland cavaliers of all teams uh, sitting at 6.1. Remember all that stuff about like, well, LeBron man, just demanded a trade. I'm actually now, yeah. now we figured out the source of this. It's uh, it's the Cavs. Being it's LeBron fourth it's, in net rating. It's uh, is yeah. now we know why LeBron's talking about why there are many people Wait, they're younger about and trade. better than us by a yeah. lot. Wait, their guys actually play the positions that their coach wants them to play. Huh? Um, and then, and then, you know, so the and Lakers are, can, he can go home and then trade Evan Mobley for like AD and, you know, bring in like a bunch of vets, like Rajon Rondo and stuff like that around <laughs> them. And you know what? It might be worth it to trade LeBron to not have GM LeBron anymore. Like I'm, I'm almost you are at the that worst. Point. You like, I just don't. Oh my God. All right. Just... <laughs> where is this team compared to where, like, what all right. You so where, where, where my where expect. My expectations were all over the map. I thought this had yeah, you were you were unexpectedly wishy washy this summer. Like as wishy washy was... as I've ever seen you. Usually you pick a lane and you commit, but you mm -hmm. were back and forth on this team. Well, I think the thing was I really didn't like the offseason initially, and then convinced myself that it wasn't as bad as it as I maybe thought it was in the first place, and that's where the wishy washiness came from. And I I thought I saw a lot of variance on the ways that the season could go. Um, and I think that variance was birthed from, I uh, am a homer. And, I, and I, I thought that the Lakers could work this out, that LeBron could work this out. Um, I didn't see, I, I saw some injuries coming, but you didn't expect that like some of the younger guys would go down as long and as early as they did. Yeah. Um, that really threw a lot off. 
And I thought Vogel would be better. Like I, I, I thought, I thought that, you know, while I knew that he is the coach that he is, and that he always is going to prefer defense, I still considered him like a, a decently bright coach and and somewhat flexible coach, and he's been a lot less flexible this year. Uh, than I thought he was going to be. The so, flexible thing is where I was at too. Like I didn't think that he was some offensive tactician genius no. by any means, but he, during that title year, he adapted a lot more quickly and a lot more yeah. often than he has this year. And some and, of that is injuries, but some of it is, yeah. you know, he has his idea of what that title team was and how he can replicate it with this roster versus, I, I think at times, especially initially, he struggled to, use what coach the team he had rather than the team he wishes they were yeah so like even injuries notwithstanding because you could all like you could head into any season and say well if they get hit with injuries really bad even the best teams are going to struggle to yeah of course so to, to live up so injuries notwithstanding i still saw anything from you know fight and claw to get to a play-in game and then fight and claw in that play-in game you know and then lose in the first round to run, you know, run teams off the court early on as they had a super easy schedule and try to carry some of that momentum in and and arrive at like a three or a four seed uh, heading into the playoffs. And, and then after that, maybe do a little bit of damage and potentially even win a championship. And where I stand now, like macro from a macro stance, is I can't see them winning a championship. Like I, I don't I don't see I don't see how that how that comes to fruition. And it's not just because of the roster. It's not just because of how disappointing Vogel has been in his approach here. It's not just because of the poor fit with the, the big three guys. Timing wise, Harrison, is gonna miss at least another three and a half ish weeks, right? Another yeah, week yeah. three weeks. Barring After, some, you know, dramatic improvement or something like completely unexpected thing where he comes in before the timeline. And even and then, he's three and a even half. if he if he does that, we'd be sitting there freaking the hell out. Yeah, because we saw what happened last year when he tried to rush himself back. So yeah. three ish weeks or so, three and a half ish weeks, um, he's going to come back, and then you have like two and a half weeks before the trade deadline, and then at, so you have to make decisions on a roster. That clearly doesn't work right now. Like is is clearly not where it needs to be. DeAndre Jordan needs to be upgraded. You need more wing depth, and and you probably need a a fourth highest paid player who who fits a little bit better with where they're at right now, and a player whose timeline matches up better than uh, Taylor Horton Tucker's does. And you're going to be making all of these decisions in a three week span, and that's if, by the way, AD comes back. And everybody is a, is is healthy and available when he comes back. Which, if I if I was told to gamble on it one way or the other, I don't know that I would put my money on on that being the outcome. With the way this season has gone, of course right. not. Right. Yeah. And, and so, like, so I again, like, I'm not I, I'm not saying this because of last night's game. I'm saying this because of all of the 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 way that all of these pieces have to fall absolutely perfectly from a timeline perspective for them to be able to gather enough data to make a deci some decisions across the board one way or the other is Taylor Horton Tucker going to fit long term is Russell Westbrook going to fit long term is uh AD better off trying to focus more on the five all of these things like they they that margin for error is so narrow right now and and also Golden State has looked really effing good and Phoenix has looked really effing good. And I just don't see a scenario here outside of the Lakers get crazy hot in a series and everything falls perfectly for them that they can beat either of those two teams. Yeah, it's they it, I, I think you put it really well in saying the margin for error is just so small right now because yeah. obviously you know, the team that we all thought was maybe here in theory could still show up at some point, but yeah. it's also not the, it's not fair to expect that out, or I don't know if fair is the right word. It's not like reasonable at this point, given what we have seen to necessarily expect the, you know, okay, they're going to all get healthy. They're going to either, you know, completely gel or they're going to make a trade that gels immediately. 
And, you know, everyone's going to stay healthy. This is all going to fit. They're going to play all their right lineups. They're going to figure out what groups work for them. You know, there are just a lot of balls in the air here that they're trying to juggle. And, you know, while like... They haven't shown an ability to juggle yet this year. Like, even yeah, exactly. given they just keep relative stuff. And it's yeah. like, well, if they could just hold it up, then, right. you know, yeah. So I think... You know, right now, this team is certainly not a contender, especially not in the short term. Like, they're not going to play like it. You know, as we're talking about this team right now, you know, I just, like, can't bring myself to care that much about any of these individual games just because this team, like, they don't even have their head coach right now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, they don't. LeBron is, you know, he's doing his best. Russ has actually played, I think, reasonably well. But the rest of these guys, like you got Rondo and DJ like playing major roles and you got like Jamario Jones getting signed off the street. And Isaiah Thomas is like, you know, like probably like third in usage rate since he got signed to a 10 day contract. You know, this is just a disaster and a mess right now where, you know, of course they're not going to look like a contender right now. Of course they're not going to beat the Suns. longer term. If you're trying to cling to hope about this team, I think the one thing that you can cling to is, you know, that idea of, okay, maybe they're not going to all be fully healthy right at the same time during the regular season, you know, but they do still have a chance to make a trade at the trade deadline. And depending, like if they can get something for THT, which again, given his recent play is probably not particularly likely, but if they can manage to finagle that and make something work with like him and none and get back some meaningful player, if they can just like, if they can get AD back and, you know, Russ and LeBron stay reasonably healthy, even if they are not there for the entire team, like we just saw this team win seven out of 10 games, you know, and go on a little run where they looked like they were really starting to figure some things out offensively and defensively and you know doing some smart stuff starting to figure out their identity dj was benched like a lot of these guys that are in the rotation now we're not in the rotation or not getting the same size of roles austin reeves you know again you're counting on an undrafted rookie but he's looked really good and has Mm -hmm. been a big factor in making some of these lineups work so again i don't think like i'm not saying sitting here saying because of the way this team didn't measure up against the suns last night they are not contenders you know but i am saying that i think that it is going to take a extreme degree of luck for them and bad luck for other teams for them to kind of reach that potential or making like the exact right move at the trade deadline. Like them winning a title is not even close to the most likely outcome at this point because of how much more cohesive most of the other like contenders have looked, especially Golden State. You know, you got the Nets. They're going to, it sounds like they're going to get Kyrie back at least as like a halftime, part-time player. You know, KD still looks amazing. And, you know, they're still figuring some things out, even though they've been having health and safety protocol hell even worse than the Lakers lately. Uh, And so- Christmas game might not even happen. Yeah, it's very possible. Yeah, although (laughs) not really. Like, I think the league would like be like, okay, yeah, like Kyrie, you can- you could play. It's fine. You got the you got the tests in. You know, it's it's all good. I think for Christmas, they, they let's just say that I am dubious that all of these guys that are going to come out of the health and safety protocols are going to come out of the same health and safety protocols that exist today when yeah. they come out on Saturday. Miraculous. It's a Christmas miracle. Everybody's oh, yeah. To I'm play. totally I'm totally ready for the Friday news dump from the league. That's like the NBA has rethought their pro uh their covid protocols they're no longer out the whole letting asymptomatic guys play just for like the next three days or so you know (laughs) and then reevaluate so they can show the world how to get back to work this is entirely altruistic (laughs) from adam silver okay they're just trying they're just trying like you know yeah yeah all of the all of their Silver Mark uh, Tatum 2026 or 2024 because in the in the bubble they had all the jerseys with all the 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 slogans on their on the back of the jerseys right yeah it just says like everybody's jersey's gonna say every everybody's jersey's gonna say economy like, it's just like, like no though remember that was a real one it was like economic awareness or something it was like one of the yeah, you're right <laughs> so yeah I the other thing too is, and this is where I might differ a little bit from you in that um, I like in in regarding our expectations for the team where they stand right now, which like obviously anybody who has like anywhere near high-ish expectations for this team where they currently stand right now, I mean, give me what you're drinking, but but Tennessee is delicious. 
<laughs> no, he doesn't have very high expectations <laughs> either. Uh, but, but don't come on, don't out Aaron on the on. He's not even here to defend himself. Don't like he, let, no. Let I mean, like he look tomorrow, Aaron. Okay? Aaron is listening right now, and he and I are going to record tomorrow. Like yeah, by the hey, time Aaron's you guys mom, listen. by the way. I don't yeah. know if you're listening to this so, one too. But. but like, but so here's here's where I stand though with my current expectations for the team, and after that Phoenix game, where my current my current expectations stand, and it's that meme right where. Where our expectations were low, but holy fuck, <laughs> like, like, like that's where I currently stand on this team. Because so, let's say the Lakers in this current situation, this iteration of the Lakers played this iteration of the Phoenix Suns ten times, right? And Aaron, you're listening, so I'm using your your analogy because he and I spoke on the phone earlier today <laughs> when we were trying to work out. We were trying to work out the schedules. So for you're just plagiarizing his phone take. No, 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 no. Like okay. we were, it was a back and forth. Okay. Uh, All right. So, but so, so, cause I, I, I gave the meme and then he gave the math. And so basically let's say the Lakers played the Suns 10 times and, and you know, you had to predict the outcome there. You probably say the Suns probably win eight or nine of those games, right? You mean as currently constituted, like as, consti- you know, considering as constituted injuries and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So as currently constituted, Phoenix probably wins eight or nine of those games out of 10. Right. Okay. But what if the Lakers had Kendrick Nunn? <laughs> well, what if they had Trevor? Re- oh, oh, shit. They, they did. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so, well, like if it's eight or nine, what would that one game look like if, if the Lakers were going to win that one game against Phoenix, what would it look like? Phoenix would have to have a terrible shooting night. LeBron, LeBron James game one of the 2018 NBA finals. Probably yeah. like, like Le- LeBron is just absolutely out of his mind playing his just astronomically. Well, cause like he was good last night, but he wasn't like playoff LeBron, like level, right. like he was great. You know, don't get me. First, was, for, you know, first half. I think he was playoff LeBron. I thought that was, that's like, I don't know how good. much yeah, better that, that's that. fair. So, but so, and that's what, that's what the first half looked like. The first half yeah. looked like what it would look like if the Lakers won that one miraculous game. Crappy underdog. We believe yeah. The Lakers. Dr. Strange, this is one out of 14 <laughs> trillions, a zillion letters. Like, like it was, that's what it looked like. And then reality set in and it was no longer competitive. Even after the Suns played awful in the first half and the Lakers played fairly well in the first half. By, by today, Lakers standards. And, and like, that's my thing is even while my expectations are in the basement somewhere for this team, I was still kind of surprised by, oh my God, like every time LeBron little, sat down, it was just like, wow. It was a little astonishing how quickly they let go of the rope coming out of halftime. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if Fizz just gave the worst halftime speech of all time. He's like, hey guys, we're dominating. Just keep going out. Exactly yeah. the same thing. Fizz is yeah. coaching under some pretty tough circumstances, but man, that was Take that not, for data. That was not a good Fizz game last night. So, I am he- I cannot judge a coach that no, of is, course not. Like their no. only healthy centers are DeAndre Jordan and Jay Huff. Like I just can't. Like I, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Jay Huff, who still can't play, like yeah. he still can't get in the game outside of garbage time. Like Dwight could not step foot on the court last night. Well, and- he, I don't think he's his legs are underneath him. Yeah, no, he couldn't. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm not. I'm not blaming. Oh, yeah, 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 he, yeah, he, yeah. He just had COVID for a week. Like, yeah, right. we know that this hits the centers harder and stuff like yeah. that. So, yeah, I'm not. I'm not blaming Dwight. I'm saying like, if Dwight cannot play mm-hmm. and DeAndre Jordan is your only seven footer and Jay Huff cannot get minutes, it's not great. Why is Huff on your team? Yeah, like there's there's just so many guys this year that I'm saying like, because that's that I was like that was one of the things from here right? It's like well. You know, how do you expect the defense to go if Isaiah Thomas and Rajon Rondo and Russell Westbrook are all, all in the court? How dare you disrespect time? Isaiah Thomas's surprisingly scrappy rim protection? <laughs> like, I don't know if he's just catching guys because they're think... like, oh, IT's making the rotation here. Like, I got this. And yeah. then he just has like a li- couple extra inches than maybe they expected to get up there. But Look, all I'm saying is if I had a 10-day in the NBA, I would load up on every steroid that I could get my hands on. <laughs> Just trying to stay on that roster. Stop it. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Well, I'm not kidding about how I would handle it, but I'm just I'm kidding yeah. about that. But so like I For legal th- purposes, th- I'm forced to say Anthony does not speak for Vox Media. <laughs> so so like 
if but that's like that was one of my takeaways like as part of my current expectations being low and yet holy wow is like you know what is to to, to your point about poor Fisdale your starting center is DeAndre Jordan who couldn't play in the playoffs last year and you're couldn't play at all last year yeah. like in the second half the Nets were done with him yeah your wing your wing depth outside of LeBron is 36 year old post-surgery Trevor Ariza who's trying to work himself back right now and Jamario Jones like who was just signed off of the streets and who did not get in until garbage time yeah who and by the way I like I would like to have seen Jones in that game but anyway I just at the same time I I would have oh yeah he was he just but I also understand it's like like from Fizz's perspective like if this is his audition for the head chair you know if things go a certain way well if that was your audition (laughs) so I'm just saying the guy coaches are going to lean on the vets yeah when oh totally yeah. yeah But, but like, again, I'll try to make this point the third time now that I kept on seeing, seeing and saying, Hey, like, what do you expect defensively? If those, if those are your one, two, three guys is, is Russ Rondo and NIT. And my thing is they didn't have to be like, they, they chose to bring in Isaiah Thomas, knowing that they've had wing issues all year. That was a choice. That was a choice. I think honestly, when we're talking about larger picture expectations for this team, you know, outside of the short term, I think that is something that we almost have to come to grips with of like, there's been a lot of, you know, and and I've, I've been guilty of this, honestly, of talking about how all of these signings like have been fine in a vacuum. It's like Isaiah Thomas on a 10 day, you know, I can't like, you know, Rajon Rondo, end of the bench mentor. It's fine. DeAndre Jordan, you know, if he plays great, if he doesn't, he's an extra big body for insurance, whatever, like the issue, though, is they have so many of those guys yeah. where it's like... Those signings weren't eh. made in in a vacuum. Like yeah, the, none of it has been done in a vacuum. And it's like the Russ trade. For I'm not blaming all of this on Russ. I think that Russ has been, you know, especially the last several weeks, has been one of the Lakers by far. I don't one have of a complaint engines. about Russ, the basketball player. Exactly. Okay. The issue yeah. with the Russ trade is that it created this kind of mishmashed roster of guys that are extremely flawed in one way or another. And they're trying to essentially like assemble a puzzle piece in like a puzzle in a moving car. while Like, you know, without, with like two different sets of puzzles. And instead of like a flat surface, it's water that they're putting the puzzle pieces into. Yes. You know, it's like, you know the, I, I, that was not my greatest analogy of all time, yeah. but you the know. point is, is that there are just all of these issues where it's like, it's not fair to expect a coach to fix them, but it's also not necessarily like reasonable to expect a GM to fix all of this at the trade deadline. And it's like, at that point, you know, you're kind of hoping that, you know, as this, like, as this, as the bus from speed continues to like fly toward the pier that you can assemble the puzzle in the back in time. But yeah. like, it's not, that's certainly not the most likely outcome at this right. point. I think that the one thing that you can cling to is like, you know, the, the, the big three, like AD's taken a lot of criticism. His jumper has not looked good. He's been mostly okay. I think as long as he, get, as he gets healthier and continues to engage, I'm still confident that AD, like, I don't think AD has suddenly like lost his powers. Like this is a space jam sequel or something like that. Like AD's still good. Yeah. It's just that they have so many guys that are so flawed around this big three as a result in part of them cheaping out on the luxury tax and in part of, you know, the two guys that they did choose to invest in outside of the big three, either not being able to play or not being able to play well with consistently. And I, I don't want to criticize THT too much for last night. He also just had a week off from COVID mm-hmm. uh, and was not able to go outside. He shared with us and stuff like, yeah. so like, yeah, like that, you know, I didn't expect it. I can't put that aside though, him and none, have given you almost nothing in terms of reliable production. And that's your only two non-minimum salary slots. And so when we're talking about, you know, we have to stop making the Russ trade about Russ and making it more about, like, it's not about him. He has been fine. Yeah. The issue is what happened with the rest of the roster. All of these signings, like we, to take it back to the vacuum thing, like they were all fine in a vacuum. It's just, they don't yeah. necessarily all fit together. And that's the problem with trying to build your team out of the merry minimums of guys who have never been dirty work role players. Right. It, it, well, that's that's a that's a that's a great point there at the very end there. And you just you're asking so many... a whole bunch of guys who are like future Hall of Famers. Hey, can you go out and set strong screen, screens? 
and, and uh, Fizz talked about Russ this has before never the game. Done that. It was like astonishingly honest for me. And you know, say what you will about Fizz. Fizz, the guy, is way more unfiltered than Frank Vogel in terms of what he tells <laughs> yeah. us. It's actually been very enjoyable to listen to him. Like I uh-huh. like Frank. Frank is very nice, but like Frank guards, you know, like whether or not Trevor Ariza is going to play, like it is a state secret of like trade negotiations between yeah. the U.S. and China. Whereas mm-hmm. like Fizz last night at one point was like, yeah, you know, Trevor got blown by a couple times. But that's okay. He just came back. Like, you know, it's like he's basically like giving teams <laughs> yeah. like the scouting report on who to attack on his team because it's like, look, that's basketball reality. They've watched the film. They know what's going on with our team. Like, and, yeah. you know, one of the things he said was we basically had to go to the guys and say, look, all of you are used to being stars in some context or a co-star or some major player. But like, and you know, he's like, all these guys have had people do that crap for them. And yeah. now they have to do that crap. And I thought that was like a great way to put it of like, yeah. you know, it's like Mello hasn't had to take out the trash a whole Hold lot on. in his career. And now Mello's got it to, Mello's to at my grandma's own house for Thanksgiving. And she's like, hey, take out the trash. And Where he's like, are not our trash cans? My role. Yeah. Where are they? Like, Yeah. Why, why did we stop getting the, the, and like, the, that's the not Mello's fault. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's, if you sign Mello expecting him to be like all of a sudden, like morph into like late career, Vince Carter, like Dennis Rodman, or, you know, whatever you were looking for from that, then like, that's not what you're going to get from him. And I'm not saying that the Lakers were expecting that, but if you sign all of these guys that are not used to being the kind of gritty floor divers, you know, uh, whatever that like, that's why Austin Reeves has popped so much is yeah. because he's one of the few guys on the roster that is like, he, that is just like willing to get some floor burns. All that's the why, time. that's that why I wanted to shit see about the regular season. I wanted to see Jones out there a little bit more last night. I bet you he would have popped too. Where, where 100%. Like, I, I think, I think Jones is literally I, anybody who's willing to box out and go get a rebound. You know, yeah, all I, these guys, I, honestly, I would love to see them give Jones an extended look against the Spurs. If you if you watch all of these guys rebound, it is clear that they have, especially Russ. Russ has been one of the more disappointing rebounders on this team, where he has operated. Well, he's in used his, to other guys. Everybody else boxing is boxing out. All I had to do was walk into the walk basket. into the paint and have yeah. him drop in his lap. I'm telling you, watch all of the the, the everybody who was on the court has has been is used to having everybody clear out so that like Mello can go up there and tell. Everybody get the fuck out of there, right? He tells because all the ghosts he's, around him. Yeah, he's like, he's I'm like, out of here. Yeah. He needs to start telling people like, no, 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 get in here. Get in here. Yeah. I need help. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's such a great point by you that like, yeah, this, all, it, it was. By Fizz. I, I got to credit him. It was a great yeah. point. And I well, like, I hadn't thought about it that specific way, but it really kind of uh, solidified some yeah. of the things that I'd been thinking about and some of the concepts of like, right. this is an old team. And that's not an issue necessarily from an injury perspective. They Most of the old guys have remained relatively healthy. The yeah. issue is that it's a lot of guys who the regular season doesn't mean a whole lot to. And you have a lot of guys that are used to doing that are like the IT, I'm going to dribble in between my legs 30 times and then put up a shot versus like the guys who are going to like, it's a basketball cliche, but they need a couple more guys that are a little bit more gritty. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like if you're, if you're putting together a raft, right. You can get as much of the nice long planks as you want. You could go out and, and 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 cut down as many trees as you want and put lie down just absolute perfect planks to 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 hopefully sit on. But if you don't have anything to tie all that stuff together, you're like running on the plank. treadmill of like the moving logs like a cartoon yeah. character. You like. have you have one plank. If you don't have if yeah. you didn't if you didn't do anything and do any of the small work, any of the detail work, you're sitting on one plank and you're surfing out there in the middle of the ocean. And a lot of times that's what the defense looks like. Where like you have one person doing the big things and then nobody else doing the small things, boxing out, paying attention to rotations, all that stuff. And then everybody turns around ready for the ball to land right in their lap as it has all season. And then it doesn't happen that way because that's yeah, like, not how, so, that's not how it works. You know, we're near the holidays. Like my wife is my wife is the LeBron James of our holiday preparation. Like she is the star that everything, but like the, I know that I'm a role guy. So like, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, oh, can you grab me some tape? Can you like, you know, can you pay for some, some, some supplies for me to make cards? Like, can uh-huh. you, like, I do the little things so that she can like, you know, extend her greatness into winning efforts in holiday gifts and things yeah. like that. But like, if she was like, Hey, you know, Harrison, I need you to make this card for my parents. Like I might be excommunicated <laughs> from the family. You know, it's just, <laughs> please tell me Mia's in there with you. Like while you're making this analogy, <laughs> is she, is she is, huh? No, she's not Mia cough. No, oh, she wouldn't be able to hear that anyway. 
Um, all right. Yeah, I have headphones in. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's let's wrap this. So you you thought they were one of the favorites, I think, to win yeah. a championship this I, year I heading in. I was with Vegas in terms of like this team was very much a favorite going into the year. They I do they're not in that tier to me right now. Maybe they get back in, but right now I do not see them that way, just given so, how things have played out. So you now consider them still capable of winning a championship, but a lot has to break their way. Yeah, they're they're on the outside looking in. They're the long, they're the scrappy we believe underdogs. Yeah, and and in terms of like compared to my expectations heading in, because so much of it was variance. Like my my expectation was variance here. My expectation, yeah, expectation was I was Loki season one, just yeah, variance, just like just like, who knows who knows who knows how this is going to go. There's a gator running around right now. Yeah. Um. And and so a gator like, talking into a mic in some other universe, like. <laughs> Who's actually really high on Mad about Gator on... Rondo, you know. <laughs> I'm telling you, all Russ needs is more reps. Um, so I think I think for where I stand right now, I am at the edge of the spectrum where like if my if my if my expectations this year were basically a spectrum where if everything goes well, this team should be considered one of the favorites for a championship. If some of those things don't break their way then it starts to get a little sketchy. And even on that sketchy side of the spectrum, I am now off of that spectrum saying, I don't see a situation, like I, I start planning for next year. I, I think for me, some of it is a little bit of not Homerism, maybe a little bit of Homerism, but also a little bit of like, we're always going to cling more towards what we initially predicted and be like, I still mm -hmm. see how that's still possible because none yeah. of us want to be wrong. And so for me, I'm sure there's a degree of it in that. But if I squint, like I can still see enough things and I've seen enough little stretches from this team where I still think it is possible. It's just not, it's by far not the most likely outcome anymore. Yeah. All right. Uh, last thing before we get out of here, you told me that you have another injury story that you wanted yeah, to Yeah, so I, I think, you know, we, we have been... You and I have been going through it as just like the Lakers a little bit. Like there's some kind yeah. of curse on this team, on not just the team, but like the media members that cover it. You know, yeah. like Bill Oram broke Trudell. his foot yesterday. What? Yeah, <laughs> yesterday. Yeah, he tweeted it out. That. He has a, to honor uh, to honor Damian to honor uh, Jamario Jones. He got a Jones fracture in his foot. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> well, Orem, I, I hope you're doing okay. I didn't. I didn't see. I've, he I've been tweeted out his Twitter own X-ray. Broke the story. Good for him. I, <laughs> sources ouch <laughs> <laughs> breaking bill orum um, yeah. so all right so you you have fallen through your roof multiple times and you know yeah. apparently like, i can't laugh without coughing like, yeah, yeah you you could barely talk mm -hmm. i meanwhile have you know in in a tribute to like uh to like what isaiah thomas is fighting through and like what you know like all the growing issues around this lakers team for the last couple of years so i had what initially they thought was like a groin strain but mm -hmm. it turned out with some kind of hip issue and so i've been going oh. to physical therapy for that dealing with that whatever like you know but the, the, that's the reason i was getting out of heating pad last night and so i'm already like getting out of heating pad to kind of you know like getting some ice i'm going to sit down do some treatment during the laker game and uh -huh. I sit down. This story is not going where you think it is. I promise you. No, I know. So, I'm just, I'm just like, just the notion of you getting hurt while you're trying to <laughs> treat the injury. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm trying to treat this injury or whatever. I'm trying, I'm putting ice on my wrists, like for the uh -huh. carpal tunnel. Like I'm, okay. I'm, you know, I'm gutting through it for this team right now. You look and like Hawkeye so where he had all the daiquiri stuff. Like, all literally that is me. Every single Lakers game, like around, usually after halftime, I come out yeah. after halftime, I'm iced up. I'm, I got the heating pads on. Mm -hmm. I got the ice. I got the braces on. I'm like ready to go Yeah. and uh, looking like a cyborg, but like, I'm getting ready to do this treatment and I go to uh, we have this like new like a uh, kind of like table thing next to the couches that has one of those outlets built in so that uh -huh. like you it plugs into the outlet far away you yep. have an outlet closer to you i'm going to plug into the heating pad thing and i electrocute myself oh my um <laughs> <laughs> and literally, like, I was worried. I electrocuted my left hand. I felt like I had burned the inside of my finger. Like, oh, it, was, it was extremely uncomfortable. And I was, like, freaking out because I'm like, am I going to have a heart attack and die during this game? <laughs> so, like, that's part of why I could not bring myself to get that worked up about, like, the Lakers in the second half. <laughs> because went to a I was worried experience. I was about to have to go to a hospital for electrocuting myself trying to plug in a heating pad for an injury. During a giant COVID outbreak, 
Uh, and yeah, so thankfully my hands were able to get working by the end of the game, but yeah, that was, we can add it to the Harrison and Anthony and Lakers bizarre injury file. Like that is up there for me with the Steve Flake stepping on a tire spike to like be ruled out for, did you, did you like, did you try f- like shooting stuff out of your fingers? Having just seen no superpower so that I could retire. But unfortunately that was not, the, I just got some like light hand and thumb pain. <laughs> I, I'm all right now. And I don't have enough hair for it to like have shot up in the air or anything cool like that. Was I was going like, to make that joke, but I thought that was too much. No, it's okay. I, I, you know, I literally, there, there was like a five to 10 minute period where I thought I was going to die. So it was, uh, I hope so, that as wild. all of you are going through this and you know, you're like, oh, man you know like this lakers team sucks i'm like disappointed like you know hopefully that something that bad didn't happen to you how did you electrocute like did you did your like finger slip so because of the like because of the the way the table thing is designed it's hard to see where the outlet is so i was trying to like find the groove or whatever with the thing and yeah my finger touched down i get i think it was wet because i had just made dinner so like yeah (laughs) it's not pleasant i would not recommend electrocuting yourself actually the second time it's happened to me it happened once when i was a kid (laughs) so so my my uh my my go-to around the house issue is falling through ceilings and you can't stop electrocuting yourself while trying to treat other injuries like that's the part Well, you know, it's like they um, say you injure one thing, you start to overextend yourself. So yeah. I think that's what's happening here. Like I am with an in extension some kind course. of doomed final destination like saga where I am going to like I am going to fall through a ceiling onto like a massage gun that I bought to deal with my issues and impale myself or something like that's where this is headed. <laughs> that's wild. Well, I'm glad that you're okay. I'm glad that you're relatively Thank you. I, okay. I look forward to hearing what happens to you next week, since apparently we're just trading bizarre injury stories. Yeah. So, I mean, I it was funny is I've done a lot of work around... Like the Christmas um, tree fuse. is going to fall on you or something. Like well, it's... like I've, I've worked on the fuse box now a few times because our PS5 <laughs> keeps setting off, like it keeps uh, triggering our, our outlet over there and I have to oh. go and reset it. So I've, I, re, I replaced a fuse and didn't electrocute myself. Well, so and, you're due. Yeah. So, so no, the, the thing that I'm nervous about is, uh, we have a TV that I want to put up in our, in our living room. We have two TVs that we're going to hang in the living room and, uh, there's no way I get out of there unscathed. No way whatsoever. Yeah. You're, you're one of those TVs is going to fall on you or like the Christmas tree or something. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, we'll so see. You can update us next week on uh, on your latest misfortune. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's going to do it for this episode of the Lakers Lounge. Uh, reminder, I'm going to be uh, recording The Hook with Aaron tomorrow, and then I will be off on Friday. We are not doing anything on Friday. It's oh, Christmas and, season. you know, Sabrina, if you're listening to this, I hope your eyes feel better. I just realized I complained about my injuries, you know, while we're, she like, we have, like, a co-host that's, like, actually on the IR. But, yeah. I... Honestly, a little jealous that she couldn't see that game. 